Welcome to the Agent Success Institute podcast. This is a space where you can learn, gain confidence, and grow your business as an independent agent, not part of a real estate team. We're happy to have you with us today. So let's get started. So if you're listening to this live when it shows up on our social media feed, you'll see that just a few days ago, we had a post about don't be a secret agent. I want to address that super quick before we go on to the main part of our podcast today, um, which is knowing your audience. But part of knowing your audience is getting an audience, and that's why you should not be a secret agent. So three things that you can do that are super easy to make sure that people know you exist so that you can get to know your audience are make sure that you put in your voicemail this is so-and-so with so-and-so company. Make sure your email signature says your name and what real estate company you're with um, as well. And then if you don't have social media, you definitely want to do that. It is fine as long as it's fine with your company. Like if they have a social media page to... Let me say what we do. I tell my agents, feel free to take anything you want to from our... Uh, Rider Realty social media page because I want them to have some content to start with. But whatever content they're putting in, if they're making up their own, and this goes for you all as well, needs to add value. So just to post something to post that doesn't add any value to them doesn't really help. It's not helping them learn or grow or know anything about the housing market. So don't put stuff on there just to put stuff on there. But it's great to have some kind of a social media platform as another way so that people know what you do. So if you don't want to be a secret agent, three things to do, change your voicemail on your phone to reflect that you're an agent, make sure it shows up on your email signature, and then also um, make sure that you have social media. Now, let's talk about knowing your audience. And of course, I have stories, and today is not an exception. Stories. Actually, I have a couple stories. Um, let's start with one where I got a phone call. This was probably about six years ago. I know exactly where I was at. We were at um, a house that we were um, fixing up, and I get an email from a company I had never heard of at that time um, that I had a lead. So once I verified that that was legit and not some kind of a, a virus, I contacted the people. And um, ended up listing their house. So they said later that they really liked me because I was down to earth and relatable and like them in the sense that, well, I'll just give you the example. Um, they had an eight where, where their house is, is very um, specific and that it's kind of in the country. So there might be a mix of like business with residential and so forth. And so they had another agent come out who was very, you know, fancy hair and makeup, a lot of jewelry and bling. And this is their, them explaining her to me, um, you know, high heels are a little too high, like just not their style at all in terms of like how they are. Um, so for example, to contrast that, I'm not a big um, jewelry person. I'm pretty sure that my ears, the holes in my ears have closed in the last year or so um, because I tried to put earrings in like a month or two ago and I couldn't get them to go through. Um, I'm not going to wear high heels because I cannot walk in them very well. So I'm going to wear just a flat um, 
dressier shoe or potentially hey dudes, depending on where I'm at. Um, and so that was more like what they were wanting, but that wasn't the deal breaker with them for the house. The deal breaker was she told them that their house that was by a business was in an industrial area and was not going to sell well. Well, she had no clue it was not an industrial area. Again, it was out in the country with a mix. And, um, I, I knew that and understood the community and sold it pretty quickly. But the point was she wasn't relatable to them. And that was the word that they used that I was relatable. And so by knowing your audience, you can know, um, how to not be fake. You don't want to be fake where you're like, oh, this person, you know, acts like this. So I'm going to act like this. You want to be yourself, but you also want to match your audience to some degree. So for example, um, I am not a boot wearing person. I don't wear work boots. I don't wear anything. I feel like they're hot and heavy. However, if I was going to be showing or when I am showing property out in the country that has any kind of acreage that they might want to walk around, even if it's, you know, a half of an acre that might have a barn or some kind of pasture space to it, I will keep boots in the car. Now, the reason I don't wear them into the house is because they're clunky and warm to me and I don't like to wear them. But if I'm out in the country, I will keep them for that purpose. I am not going to want to, you know, if I was a heel wearing girl, I'm not going to want to wear those when I'm showing a house on two acres. They might want to walk around in the property. I was actually, when I was thinking about my notes for this podcast, it made me think of um, the songs, country songs about, you know, the city girl who comes out and, and falls in love with the guy in the country and the tractor and she's coming out in her high heels and like, this is not a country song that's going to have a great ending where they stay together forever if you are showing property in the country and you're wearing high heels and you fall and break your ankle um, in the mud spot or a soft spot. So you want to um, match kind of what your client is expecting for what they're seeing. So, um, for example, I'm also not a big makeup wearing person, um, but if I was going to show million dollar houses and my client was somebody who was always put together very well and, you know, had extra jewelry on or had always, you know, had the more dress up clothes on, I'm going to try to match that a little more. Now, again, you want to be authentic. You want to be you because people can read right through that. So if I'm with a client who I know always dresses up and looks really, really nice and, and likes lots of jewelry and makeup, I'm still not going to wear heels because that's not me. And I am still going to fall even if I'm not out in the yard. And um, that's just going to look ridiculous. But I will wear jewelry. Sorry. I will wear makeup and probably some jewelry, like maybe a small, you know, little earring or something. Um, if my if I can get it in the holes of my ears. So I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not, but I am trying to kind of match them in an authentic way. So in in other words, like I said, I will wear some jewelry, but I'm not going to have, you know, bracelets on every hand and necklaces on and big earrings that are making me uncomfortable wearing all that at the same time. So that is how you can um, like match them and know your audience and be in the appropriate situation, but also you can be yourself at the same time, which is important because authenticity is so, so, so important. And if you're not authentic, not only can people see that, 
but um, they can see through it, but it's just uncomfortable for you. And even like when I'm showing, you know, farms and barns, I've learned so much by asking some questions and don't be afraid to do that because they expect you to be a real estate professional. They don't expect you to know everything. Um, so I've learned what tack rooms are. I've learned where you should have water in a barn. I've learned things like that by asking questions. And then when I go and I'm more and more prepared, you know, over the years, I've shown more places like that. But again, it's not, I, I just can't say enough. It's it's about matching them and knowing your audience, but matching them in an authentic way that makes sense or what they're doing. So here is um, another example. And this kind of really shows very well what I'm saying. So I live in my Ohio house here is um, in um, Amish country. So I have shown houses multiple times over the years to Amish or um, conservative Mennonites. So obviously when you picture what you hear about Amish people, like you can picture their clothing and, you know, what they're wearing. And conservative Mennonite is going to be similar. So they're going to have the dresses on. Um, They're probably going to have some kind of cap or, you know, covering um, little bits of their hair or long hair pulled back. So if I show up and I'm going to be working with an Amish client and I show up wearing Amish clothes or on a horse and a buggy, that is not going to have me making a good impression with my clients. I know them, but again, I don't match them fully because that's not authentic. So if I'm meeting with Amish clients, I'm going to, you know, wear what I would normally wear. But again, if I was a big, if I was the kind of person who wore a ton of jewelry, I might just tone that down, um, you know, out of, I guess, respect for them, but that's not necessarily the word that I'm looking at. Um, but I'm definitely 100% not going to dress just like them because I'm trying to match my audience. I'm trying to know my audience and still be authentic to who I am, which is what they're going to expect. Because if I would show up and match them and I'm not Amish, that's actually just going to offend them, right? Because they're going to be like, this is whatever. So that is why you want to know them and match them in the sense that if you're going to show farms, you're not going to wear heels or whatever, but you need to be authentic. And that's how you do that. Um, now I have another story that kind of ties into the second part of this. So I have four sons and I, when I first started selling, just had the one who is 20 years old at this time of this recording. Um, so when I was pregnant with my second son, who at the time of this recording is 17, I was so sick. I was sick with all my babies. Like from the time I found out I was pregnant, even before that, I started not feeling well, literally all the way through to delivery. There was no like 12 week sickness. It was like the whole time. And I worked that entire time. I don't think I missed any showings from being nauseous and sick, although I very well could have. So don't quote me on that. But with my second one, so like every kid, I showed more and more and more earlier. And I feel like part of that was just, um, my body was used to it. I'm not a medical person. Part of that could have just been some weight that didn't go off after each kid. But with my second kid, I was, I remember exactly, I remember who I was showing houses to, like it was in the winter and cold. 
And I was 12 weeks and I was wearing maternity clothes just for this time. This is the first time I'd put them on. Now, I did not need them. It was not showing. I might have had a little bit of a bump more than I did with my first son, but really, no, there was no reason. I could still wear my regular clothes. Um, I was just tired of being sick. And it was a little bit of a sympathy thing on myself, uh, definitely a bad attitude, but I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm 12 weeks pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm wearing maternity clothes. I even cringe that I'm telling you this. I'm wearing maternity clothes because I deserve it because I don't feel good. Oh my goodness. That is like such an entitled attitude. I hate that I even said that. But my mom who came to babysit my oldest son, she called me out on it. She's like, why are you wearing maternity clothes? And I told her, because I don't feel good and I deserve to wear these and be comfortable. Now, this was, um, he was born in 2006 and I was wearing maternity clothes that I wore in 2003 when I had my first son. And those clothes were probably three year old, three years old then because a friend of mine gave me her clothes. And so this was like at a time when maternity clothes were like the traditional maternity clothes, very, very loose. So here I am, like I am 12 weeks pregnant. I've already maybe even lost some weight from being sick. I don't remember that could be wrong. And I'm wearing clothes that I'm like literally probably swimming in because they're so big because I'm not at that point. So what my mom was saying, and she's 100% right, was I looked sloppy because I was wearing something that was not appropriate. I mean, it wasn't like unappropriate. And I mean, clearly I was pregnant. So that part was fine. But when I say clearly, it's because I knew I was not because I showed. So I went in with a bad attitude of like, I'm going to wear these. I don't care. I deserve it, which is so embarrassing to even put in a podcast recording that I was like that. But it didn't necessarily make me look the best, right? So like I looked sloppy. And when you are a professional, you need to not look sloppy. So that means not look sloppy because things are like, you know, really loose and baggy or not look sloppy because you're wearing clothes that you'd wear to the gym and not on a showing. Um, Kind of that whole realm there is what I'm talking about. So for me, I just looked sloppy. And what she was telling me, and she was right, was that was not a professional look. Um, because we should always look professional. So here is um, another example. And this is what I'll tell you about this. When you are at a showing, there should be no doubt in anyone's mind that you're the realtor. So in other words, right now, again, at the time of this recording, there are so many realtors that I don't even know all their names. Like I have no idea. Like when I first started, um, people kind of stayed in the the general area where they live. And so I knew almost all the realtors um, in my county. And then I started spraying out and working to other counties and got to know more and more that there there were more and more I did not know. And now it seems like everybody wants to be a realtor. There's tons of them. As soon as I do a deal with them, especially if they're on a team, I don't remember their name. Um, and so there are oftentimes most times, I would say, when a someone allows, when the listing agent allows multiple showings at the same time, and another agent happens to be there, like I am not going to know who that agent is. Nine times out of ten, literally, I'm not going to know. But sometimes I don't know because I just don't know who the agent's name is. But maybe they have, you know, a name tag or they're dressed a little bit different. Whatever, I can figure it out. Other times. 
I have no clue because they are dressed the same as their client or sloppier. So here's my example on this one. I showed a house just a couple of years ago. Beautiful, sunny day. I think it was fall, not summer, but beautiful, sunny day. I go in, I'm showing this house, and there is um, another realtor there. And I do not know who the realtor is and who the clients are um, because the clients are not dressed up. The realtor is not dressed up. Like, I have no clue. So I just say hi to all of them, you know, politely and move on because I don't want to be a distraction to their showing when I'm with my clients. And I'm like, I have no idea who the realtor is. And then I see this guy leave and get into a truck and his truck is wrapped with his name and company name. And the crazy thing was the dude had on athletic shorts and a t-shirt. He looked really sloppy and he was actually the worst dressed of the group of his the group he was with, like him and his buyers. So if I did have to guess who the realtor was, that was 100% not who I would have guessed. But yet he went and got into his truck that was, you know, had that truck wrap with his name and um, his company name. So that's not what you want either. Like you want to make sure that you can, that people can tell um, that you're the professional. So that's actually worse than my maternity clothes story, but either one isn't great. So the flip side of that is that you want to make sure that you're dressed appropriately in the terms of outfit too, right? So I've been to multiple showings or seen business cards of realtors, and usually that's where it's really bad, where I can't tell if they're a realtor or if they are um, at this place trying to pick up a date. So you don't want to be that person either. So let's recap everything we talked about. Um, you don't want to be a secret agent. Uh, you can make sure you're not by having your voicemail on your phone, say that you're a realtor, your email signature, and then some kind of social media. Now, I am not, 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 not telling you to copy whatever your brokerage has on their social media unless they say it's okay and you want to. Like I said, for my agents, I tell them that's great. I'd like you to have some content. If you want it, you're more than welcome to take it from us. And make sure the content adds value. Those are three ways that your friends and family are, and maybe even people you don't know very well are going to know that you're a realtor. So for example, if um, you have to email the school that your kid is going to be late that day, if that's on your email signature and they didn't hear that you're a realtor or you're a new realtor, they're going to see that you're a realtor just from that. The second thing is know your audience. So match them in a way that is authentic. And when I say match, it's probably not the right word. Like we talked about, if you're showing a farm, don't go on heels, right? If you're showing um, a, a place to people who like to dress up, and maybe it's more of a fancier, I don't know buyer in terms of like how they dress, um, then you're probably going to want to put some makeup on or, you know, not wear your scrubby clothes. Um, but you want them to be comfortable and that's one way for them to be comfortable. Um, and then also you need to be dressed up to the level, like I said, you can match your person, but just because they're coming from the gym doesn't mean that you need to look or smell like you did. So in other words, even if they 
are more of a casual person and they're going to be in jeans and a t-shirt, then, you know, you should be in maybe jeans and a company logoed shirt just to make sure that, like I said in my example before, if you are stuck in a house with another realtor, is that realtor going to know that you're the agent or are they going to think your buyer is the agent? So that's kind of like what I wanted to talk about, a little mix of um, not being a secret agent and also knowing your audience. I feel like they're connected in the sense that if you're dressing like you just left the gym, they really aren't going to know that you're the agent. So it kind of all ties in together, but it kind of doesn't. But it's also just good tips for somebody starting out. Um, So I hope that helps. And again, be you, be authentic, um, but make sure that you make your clients comfortable as well. So I hope you have a great week. All right. Bye-bye. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And may your career be blessed as you bless others.